Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Here's a brief but annoying message to let you know that you could have first heard this episode nine months ago if you were a subscriber to our Iron Filing Society Patreon offering. For the price of a pint and a St. Clements each month, you can get up to four episodes a week, nine months before the rest of the world gets them. Early access to regular episodes, lots of other marvellous benefits, and there's absolutely no adverts or brief but annoying messages like this that will get right on your ticks. Find out more and subscribe now at tftimemachine.com slash ironfilings. Here we go, here we go, here we go, here we go, this is it. This is Top Flight Time Machine. I am Andy Hotbody Dawson. Pow, pow, pow. I'm Sam Nifty Delaney. So what? Welcome along. It's another Melchester Odyssey for your delight. Um, In my left hand, I have the 28th of January, 1984 issue of Roy of the Rovers. It's got a very red background which is appropriate i think because the theme emotion on the front cover is anger get to that in a minute before that at the top it says norwich city star in sign please okay which is a poster 1984 1984 i'll have a guess as well because i haven't when i think of norwich in the 80s i suppose i think of steve bruce I can't right. imagine them having mm-hmm. him though, That's and this good. is maybe a bit early for Steve Bruce. I think uh, mm-hmm. the other one Possibly. who I remember in this era of Norwich City was, of course, Kevin Drinkle, who was their star right. striker, wasn't he? I'm thinking Keith Burchin. I can't remember him. Shall we open it up and see who it is? Yeah. Any more guesses before we go to that? Uh, oh, hang on, hang on. I, t- I tell you what. Here, here you go. Here you go. No- I've forgotten this. Yeah. Didn't. Chris Woods played for Norwich before he joined Glasgow Rangers. I think he did. I think so. Mm. I'm, I'm going to go, go Chris Martin Woods. O'Neill. Martin O'Neill, because he played for Norwich after after he left. The Irishman. Man City, yeah. He went to Man City mm. and then he went to Norwich. Or did he go to Norwich then? Not enough for Anyway, let's open it up and see who it is. Ah, it's Paul Haylock. Ah, we should have known. Haylock, who else? Fucking who? Hunk of the month. Uh, John Staff of Norwich wins £3. He'd sent in the nomination. Amazing way to win £3. Weird. This this artist keeps popping up on my Instagram feed, and I've actually got quite into some of the stuff he posts, right? And I'm thinking, you know, sometimes you see you follow someone and you think, how did I end up following this cunt, right? Mm. Not in a rude way. Like, I like his stuff, but I sort of think to myself, Mm. I can't remember how. I mean, I follow people on Twitter and you think why did I ever end up following a person like this you try to trace it back and I was trying to trace back this artist I don't follow many artists and then I I realised that the reason I followed him was because he was someone who had written a letter to Roy the Rovers in the 80s and then like the fucking Ah, absolute fucking weirdos we are we googled him to see what he was up to now and it turns out he is an artist of some note. And so I was following him. Yeah. Because, and then I remember that quite a while ago, I actually messaged him 
and said, yeah. look, we found this fucking letter you wrote. I can't remember what I proposed to him. Yeah. <laughs> it like, wasn't too long don't ago. Don't you want to talk to us or don't you? We do a podcast and we've seen your name written in a comic and now we demand satisfaction. Right, and he's just totally ignored me. Just ignored good, it. Good on right. him. Good yeah. on him. Yeah, of course. <laughs> no, that was only a few weeks ago. That it was the guy who who sent in the critique of the artwork yeah. in the comic. Oh wasn't yeah, it? and then it, isn't and he that amazing? 13. He was fascinated he by. Um, he was fascinated by the 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 artistic uh, aspects of this comic, and then he goes on to be a genuinely successful artist yeah. of note. I think that's a wonderful story. And then the other guy yeah. who he doxed, he turned out to be a successful um, micro brewer. Yeah. So I mean, you you are now a successful podcaster. Yeah. You started out digging holes in the ground with a spoon. I, so I, you know, I had a letter. I had a letter published in the Independent Sports Pages. When I was fifteen, oh, I think you mentioned this before. Yeah, yeah. and my, it was about England. It was about. It was really Lamparty. I think I don't know if I've. I don't think I've got it. I used to have it framed because my mm-hmm. brother. I was so proud, but my brother Theo, because it was slagging off Tony Adams. Right, it was a real Lamparty right. thing. I do not believe that Tony Adams is a the the the. I don't think he's at the level of technical proficiency required to play at that level. Right. It was basically all that. And I was trying to write it all fancy and make out that I knew all about football. And I was like, you know, um, Des Walker uh, needs someone next to him who who is who is ability on the ball in the and in the more subtle art forms of the game. All this sort of bollocks. (laughs) Right. It was basically saying drop Adams. He's a cunt. It was a personal prejudice anyway, because people didn't really like Tony Adams at that in in those oh, well, days, donkey, didn't they? they thought he yeah. was a donkey. But when I was a kid, I sort of thought football was. I thought it was a binary thing. I thought you were either a good player that was cool, right? Yeah. So you're like Glenn Hoddle or John Barnes, or when you were talking about defenders, you would have. Once it got to like the early nineties, you would have definitely said Des Walker. That's a cool mm. player. And then there was like arsehole players who were shit. And Tony Adams and Terry Butcher and people like Alan Smith or Kerry Dixon would have fallen into that yeah. bracket. Uh, but I, I didn't really yeah. understand football. None of that is strictly true, of course. Yeah. Um, so well, I wrote. They printed it. They, they fucking printed it. And my brother was so chuffed. He's a Spurs fan. So he was particularly happy that I'd managed to get a letter slacking off Tony Adams. And he, he was quite nice. He made a sort of a thing out of it and gave it to me in a clip frame and I kept it on my wall. I was so That's proud. Nice. But good. now I can't find it. Oh. Well, you could go to the British Library and find it. I was, honestly, I was really fucking proud of that. And uh, now I do one of the leading football podcasts in Europe <laughs> in which, which we, that we deep dive. This te- one? Yeah, this, yeah. <laughs> This is like what the real football... You could see then that with the level of technical insight I had to the beautiful game, that I would end up doing a podcast like this one. Making a living. Which which I think really unpicks football in a sort of a granular way. I mean, it almost... It it does that. It, It approaches football from a position of not football. And then occasionally it does collide into the world of football, but it does so organically, I think. The football-hating football podcast. The the most purest way possible, because Mm. it doesn't take football head-on. It goes in from around the sides. Yeah, Yeah, it's got nuance. But people Uh, should know that even when we're, say, doing a live report on a roast dinner, 
right? Mm. It's all about football. Underneath, it's all mm. there's, there's loads of metaphors. In metaphors, that's it? it. Anyway, I've got this comic from 1984, man. Um, <laughs> we'll have a look at that. That's about football. So there you go. And as I said on the front cover, there is a lot of anger. <clears throat> We've got. Um, I'll tell you what it says. It sets the scene. Uh, faced with a tough FA Cup fourth round game against Port Dean, Melchester Rovers had been rocked by Roy's controversial team selections, but now more trouble was on its way to Melchester Stadium. Roy's come back to Melchester and started doing what he was doing when they drove him out last time, which is fucking about with the team selection and leaving out players that should be in the team. It was Charlie Carter last time with Tubby Morton playing. Now he's come back and he's dropped Rob Richards because Rob Richards pisses him off because he's a younger, better version of him. He's just done, he's just repeated his same mistake again, hasn't he? It's I think Roy is getting to a point in his life where he needs... I mean, to be honest, and I know I say this all the time about people, but he does need to seek therapy because I think he's, oh, he's, hit, a, yeah. he's hit a point where nothing can make him happy. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. He's got it all. He got it all and it didn't, like... It didn't make him feel any better. It didn't it? Didn't scratch that itch that had been bothering him his whole yeah. life. The, mu- the, the the helicopter, the sports yeah. car, the fit wife, yeah. the kids, the big house, the, the yeah. big house, the fancy television, the the fame, the adoration, mm. and he still feel. I still feel like there's something. I don't feel right. I feel like there's something missing, like a gap in my soul. We never see him go to church. And you no, know, listen, you, don't, that's you true. and I aren't particularly religious people. I'd say no. we're both spiritual, right? Oh, completely, yeah. And I wonder whether or not he needs to examine something more spiritual. Mm. I mean, I'm, one I'm of my favourite spirituality, me. One of my favourite songs about this kind of malaise is by the Style Council, "Ever Changing Moods," right? Mm. And Paul Weller in it is going, look, I've been around, I've seen it all, I've done it all, and yet I'm still not fucking certain fucking what miserable. I'm here for. And, I, and I'll and i be honest, I still feel a bit down in the dump sometimes, mm. in spite of all of my pop success. Well, that's, <laughs> I that's mean, a warning. He phrases it's, it's it called, better than I just did, but that's the essence of the song. It's called Collie Moore's Law, isn't it? Collie Moore's law, yeah. yeah. And, uh, and, and sometimes, be sometimes you need to, you know, you need to examine, you need to start looking, at least reading, show some curiosity in the spiritual mm. side of life. And that's what I think is missing from Roy, because Roy, you know, he left, yeah, like you say, he left, he went to Walpole, he got a different job, change of scene, more money. He was, the whole time he was there, he was miserable. And he thought to himself, oh, I thought the grass was greener, but I had it made at Melchester. He's gone back to Melchester. Fucking hell. You know, like, mate, go, why don't you try going yeah. to church? I'm sure Penny would love that. Yeah. Or maybe got that big window he's got overlooks the car park. Just get some wind chimes, put them up next to the window. Yeah, and that you, can you'll, help. You'll, you'll hit, I'll tell you what spiritual. else I've been looking at. Um, the uh, One of them Himalayan salt lamps. <laughs> you know the I ones? I don't know what that is. They're like, you'd love them if you saw them. They're like a big glowing rock. Right. Okay. And there's like, um, you know, it might be orange or purple, some sort of hippie colour, right? Yeah. And then there's a, you, I think there's a lamp underneath it, lights the rock up, but it's made of Himalayan salt. I don't know exactly what it's supposed to do, but it's supposed to have qualities that will make you feel nice. If yeah, if it's got qualities, that's, that's a good thing. Mm. Yeah. So are you getting one for Christmas? 
I don't know. I just thought I saw it on Instagram. Someone banging on about. It. You know what I'm like. If anyone's hawking Love something on Instagram, Instagram I'll again, fucking buy yeah, it. Oh God. Yeah. Okay. I'll tell my wife. Hey, you got my Christmas present yet? I want one of them fucking Himalayan salt lamps. Make me feel a little nice when I'm feeling down in the dumps. Well, <laughs> hang on, Sam. We've already agreed to get you a kitten and a puppy to help you with your moods. Yeah, but I need, that's not enough. I need a Himalayan salt uh, lamp and all. They, they're for the kids, not for me. Yeah, I need a big rock of salt with a fucking lamp under it. That's the only thing that's going to fix my nut. I put in the Vita Modulus like a kid card when I'm podcasting. <laughs> So I don't panic pod <laughs> again. <laughs> oh man, uh, yeah. I mean, my algorithm on Instagram doesn't show any of that stuff up. So maybe you're locked into some kind of no. They um, know that I fucking yeah. either bought <laughs> things just... or seriously considered buying things, right? Because <laughs> yeah. when we first started talking about this, it was a couple of years ago, when I'd bought what did I buy? I bought a knife sharpener and also a charging pack for my phone mm. I, yeah. the p- charging pack was a great success but I've lost it and right. the knife sharpener nah it hasn't stood the test of time um, okay. but now so now I've dialed back on that because I was embarrassed by some of the money I wasted but I still mm. the algorithm will still know because they track your every click it'll yeah, know they that they listen to your conversations as well they listen to you speaking about oh, stuff totally <clears throat> they'll be listening to this now yeah yeah and I'm I'm a serious considerer. That's what they know about mm. me. And yeah. because what they know is, is that although I haven't bought, I've got all the way to putting something in my basket several times yeah. and then left it. And they've got that now on they've your dossier. That. They've got that yes. on my fucking records, yeah. Yeah, yeah, they know how to play. And they, play they, they do the- listen to the conversations because I'm getting inundated with puppy shit, right? I haven't put anything about my puppy on Instagram. They just know because I'm talking all the time about my puppy, which, by the way... Mm. I'm going to see the cunt this Saturday. Ah, oh, this weekend, is it? I'm driving to see the little bastard, and I'm going to give Rip. him a, uh, sorry, a right good cuddle. Hopefully, oh, it'll lick nice. my hand and so forth, yeah. and such yeah. like other puppy yeah. things. And uh, Have any names been considered yet? It's almost certainly, I can reveal exclusively to IFS subscribers, this will mm. not yet go out on a free episode, it's Higher all, level IFS it, subscribers it, as well, not just the basic ones. Yeah, it'll almost certainly be called Cookie. That's Cookie, the name. Like Cookie. it. Yeah. So, very and it's nice. quite, I thought it was quite biscuit coloured. Um, mm. It was hard because it's all very democratic in my house. We run it along quite socialist lines and everyone's vote mm. is, you know, worth the same. And so it's very complicated getting agreement on any name. It took us a long, it was a very extensive process with naming Bobby the kitten. We're using the single transferable vote system. And right. uh, and Cookie is the only one that there's even any remote consensus on with the Good. with the dog. So I think that's what it'll probably be called. I think I'm 99% sure. Good. I'm glad that's sorted out. Brilliant. I'll send Should you a picture of it in a minute, mate. It her. Yeah, her, uh. sorry. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> Jesus. Um... <laughs> We should we should do this yeah. Alchester thing. So yeah, um, it's it's Trevor Brinsden, the super hooligan, and his gang, and they're marching on Melchester Stadium with the petition that they talked about in the last episode. Now, they've got it unfurled like a huge banner uh, right across from left to right. Um, so all of the signatures are sideways. Not that we could see them anywhere, but again, you know. 
that can only register. Hello, hang on. Photographs just come through of Cookie. Let's have a look. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Excellent. That is a quality puppy, isn't it? Oh, it is. Yeah. That is absolute top-notch puppy. Yeah, the, the woman, the breeder, just sends me little update pictures. Because he's out yeah. on the puppy farm with all his siblings and that at the moment, just puppying yeah. about. No idea that I'm going to fucking come and tear him away Wrench at him some away. point. Wrench her away, sorry. Yeah. Fucking hell. Good, good puppy, though, right? Yeah, brilliant. So anyway, they've got this. They've got this petition, mm. and you know we we reeled against petitions in the last episode. There's no need to go back there, but fucking petitions. Petitions are the sort of thing you do at school, isn't it? When they stop you from like playing football in the big yard. We've done a petition. We'll do, we'll do a petition. Yeah, and it, I've, the, I've signed petitions because at the end of the day, who can be asked if some fucker comes up to you and says, "We're signing a petition against murder." You're like, "All right, yeah. you're not going to go no." Fair enough. I'll fucking sign it if it don't cost me anything. But I've never started a petition. And it's the fuckers who start petitions that you've got to keep your eye on. <laughs> yeah, they're the ones. Because <laughs> they are... That is high Lamparding. It is. Well, we called it Lampard wallpaper, didn't we, last week? Yeah. Um, so they've got their petition there, and they're chanting, We want Richards! We want Richards! And look at that one just to the left of Trevor Brinsden with the blue hair. Well, it could be green hair, I'm not totally sure. Blue, green, tur- turquoise hair. Yeah. Where's he come from? Not seen him before. Yeah. But they're all very angry. I mean, the bobble hats, the scarves, the weird hair. This is the, the weirdest football firm that's ever existed anywhere in the world. Yeah. They're a bunch of fucking oddballs. But in yeah. that sense, it's quite scary. Because if you saw a bunch of lads like that, you'd think, fucking hell, this lot. You're not sure what they're capable of, They'd stop at nothing. <clears throat> yeah, so they come to Melchester uh, Stadium and there's a solitary policeman waiting for them. And he says, uh, Now then, Trevor, I trust this is going to be a peaceful demonstration. And Brinsden says, You bet it is, officer. We've come to present a petition to Roy Race demanding the return of Rob Richards, our top goal scorer. And, and it says, The notorious Trevor Brinsden was Roy's greatest critic. That's quite a description of him. I would say he's Manchester's biggest cunt. <laughs> I am Trevor Brinson, Manchester's biggest cunt, and I am here to protest against the manager Roy Race's conduct. <laughs> the man who has paid thousands of pounds by the club to lead this club to success, which he has done time and time again over the decades. <laughs> I have an alternative opinion, and I'm here to present it. <laughs> Fucking fuck off. He's get. I tell you what, he's we getting can- really old. Like when we first, when he was first involved in, you know, the murder. Well, he was under suspicion mm. of trying to murder Roy and so forth. He was still quite a young lad, but now it's getting embarrassing. Like in this close-up of him. He just looks like he looks, you know, he's getting really old. He's well past it. There's a bit of grey coming through. His face is haggard. Mm. And you're like, mate, by this age, you should have other focus in your life. Do you know what I mean? Like, start a family, have a hobby. Do you know what I mean? Like, why are you doing this? It should be like me. You should be starting to go to the snooker at this point. Exactly. Like, just, yeah, more of a just rest lifestyle. It's like, why. Look at you, mate. You're fucking shouting at a policeman. You've got a load of punk rockers with you with various coloured mohawks. In 1984. In 1984. <laughs> it's really weird. 
They're like, having said do you know that, what they though? look like? They look like the mutants what? that invade the party in fucking weird science. The cunts who all turn <laughs> yeah. up on their motorbikes. <laughs> yeah. Having said that, that that rule of people looking 15 years older than they actually are, he might only be like 22. Yeah, that's true. But he looks he don't, he only so he, he exclusively eats fried breakfasts and cigarettes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what a life. <laughs> so we turn the page, we go inside. And uh, as he said everything he said there, yeah. Uh, oh, yeah, we've collected 5,000 signatures so far, which proves it isn't just us who are upset by the way he's mucking about with the team. And then we go over the page, and Roy is in his office. Uh, oh, there we are. Uh, the commotion had attracted the attention of Roy and Alec Amor, the club's temporary chairman. Who oh, we've I forgot about before. this. This bloke's ridiculous. What a great name, Alec Amor. Alec Amor. I'm, I'm really. From. I'm nothing but a pen pusher. I found myself in this position by default. I'm not happy in it, I'm, and I, I'll be honest, I'm not up to him either. To be honest, I'm the John Major in all of this. He really is, yeah. <laughs> I've been shoved into the role and I'm out of my depth. Well, I'll keep going. Um, he says, uh, Amor says, he'll have the press and television boys down here next, Roy. Roy says, I'm surprised they're not here already. <laughs> Actually, I'll give them a ring. <laughs> <laughs> Stir it up a bit. Call in a couple of favours. And then Roy storms out of his office. I'm fucking fuming. I put on my special yellow suit today as well. He's got his yellow suit on. Same colour as my hair. Looks gorgeous. Friday suit. I like, you know, I'm trying to look like that cunt from ABC. What do they call him? (laughs) Martin Fryup. I saw saw her on top of the pops the other day. I thought, yeah, he's got the right idea. (laughs) (laughs) He does look a bit like him, doesn't he, in this suit? He is, yeah. He's gone, well, I'm not hiding. If they want to to present me with a petition... Alec Amor says, no, Roy, don't go down there. That's just what Princeton wants. I will fight Roy. all of them. Roy, stay here with me <laughs> in the office. <laughs> he may have uh, a knife, Roy. Watch out. Yeah, exactly. You've already, You've already been, been shot. shot once. <laughs> yeah. Jalapeño. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a -a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Jalapeño. But at that moment, hey, it's started to rain, says one of the, the Mohawk lad. Uh, oh, says Brinsden. Then the heavens opened up. He just put then the heavens opened. He didn't he put up. No one says the heavens opened up. Uh, it's pissing it down all over their petition. And Princeton goes, "Oh no, my petition! It'll get soaked." 
Roll it up quick, says another one. Gah, says another, as it begins to fucking fall apart in the rain. Excellent. Look at them there in the next frame. I just got a gang of them with a petition that's just fell to bits. The skies are dark. Do you think Roy's brought on summoned the rain somewhere? Right. I'm going to fucking do my rain dance. I'm going uh, off to the bunk to do a rain dance. Charlie Carter taught me this. this. Charlie Carter taught me this a while back, and he said to only use it in emergencies. Well, I'm fucking branding this officially an emergency. Now is the time. I'm going to summon the uh, fucking rain and the thunder. Now, let's remember how it goes again. <laughs> Something like this. Hey, yo, There's Roy emerging. Just as the whole thing's falling apart, uh, by the time Roy reached the main entrance, he he just says, uh, "Was there something you wanted to give me, Trevor?" <laughs> <laughs> nice. Powerful. And there's a couple of loyal fans who aren't part of the gang. They're just hanging around, I think, just to see what what what'll happen. Kids used to do that, didn't they? Just hang around inside football stadiums, just to oh, see yeah. if yeah. any players would turn up. Yeah, just see sniffing about, see what was going on. Yeah. Because they didn't used to have like training grounds that were like eight miles from the stadium or anything like that that were like fucking high security compounds. No. Nah. Players would just turn up and come and go or the manager yeah. would. In their sponsored cars. Yeah, with a name up the side. It was the hub of the st- of the, the, the football club. Um, Aye, it's all over the road, Roy, says one kid. Ha, 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 says another. Uh, <laughs> Roy, Roy twists the knife. He says, uh, you're obviously not doing your bit to keep Britain tidy. <laughs> <laughs> Some high comedy there. Uh, go on, Rice. Sneer and snigger while you've got the chance, says Brinsden. I'm fucking well. I'll have a right good fucking sneer and snigger. Have you noticed that I'm standing in this entrance, which is undercover? I and am... I am therefore not getting wet, unlike you, you cunt. And my brilliant suit, like the lad from fucking ABC, is immaculate. And you look like a drowned fucking rat. And I will definitely <laughs> sneer and snigger for at least the next three minutes. Well, then the next frame, um, Brinsden looks like some kind of, like, Shakespearean character yeah. almost. And he gives a long speech. Rob Richards is the best player we've got, and that includes you! <laughs> if you don't keep him in the side after those two goals he scored against Rotherton, you'll have the old town on your back! And there you go, there's a warning mm. for him. Um, ooh, there's a little bit of penny action later on, further down. We'll get to that shortly. It's the first thing I saw when I turned the page. You ever thought they should give Penny her own strip? Yeah. The Adventures of Penny. Yeah. They'll probably have to put it in a girl's equivalent of Roy the Rovers because the the main readers back in 1984 would absolutely not stand for that at all. No, but like, different times. maybe, you know, if they made it erotic. Oh, she's like a model or something. Yeah. yeah well, probably. Roy's at work. I have mm. a secret career as an adult model. A lingerie model. Mm. Oh. Yeah, that would work, but you can't go back. No. Um, Brinsden, Brinsden is just a bag of wind, Roy. <laughs> a bag of wind, I say. But even I would like to know what you intend to do about young Richards. Ah, oh, here we go. The fucking management sticking its oar in again. Typical. And Roy immediately says, I thought we had an agreement, Alec. Team selection is the manager's business, right? And he storms off. <laughs> <laughs> Alec is left to try and 
supplicate him. Of, of course, but when it concerns a local hero like young Richards, you've got to explain yourself to the fans. He'd be like, well, local hero? The cunt's 18. He's played six games. Exactly. Yes, he scored four times. But he's not a hero. He wants to be a fucking hero. He needs to earn it. Fucking YTS, kid. That's all he is. Pay your fucking dues, Richards. That's why I put him wide right for fucking three games. He can run up and down and see what he's made of. The cunt still fucking cuts inside and scores goals, a greedy little shit. <laughs> His night, ego's out of control. I should know. <laughs> <laughs> Takes one to know one. That I've night over st- dinner. I've been studying a lot of uh, Buddhist philosophy recently, right? <laughs> and uh, doing a Some lot of work. Some bloke on a podcast told me to do it. On uh, letting go of my ego. Uh, it's been very effective, actually. You might have noticed that I'm being a lot more humble of late. <laughs> That's what that fucking Richards cunt wants to fucking take a leaf out of my book. <laughs> so, uh, that, that night over dinner, Roy pondered the problem with his wife, Penny. Um, <clears throat> now, I don't know if they're in a restaurant here or just in the house. They've got to be in a restaurant. There's three candles in a candlestick. There's a bottle of wine there. But it's just in darkness. You can't see any other tables or any other people around. They're they're both dressed up. She's got a lovely pink dress on. Um, and it's quite quite the romantic scene. She's still got this... So, she's rocking this new sort of hairdo, which I'm really... I mean, it must have been fashionable at the time. But I'm not, mm. you know. I mean, it's none of my business, of course. But I no, don't. No, no. I don't think. I tell you what. Actually, she's looking a little bit like Jamie Lee Curtis, which is obviously she's a good gorgeous thing. Gorgeous in this second picture, I think. Yeah, because she's sort of pouting, her, isn't it? Her not eyes are very sultry, and a, sultry and smouldering. Her, her, her cheekbones. Uh, uh, yeah. Uh, very. Uh, she looks like. She looks a tiny bit high, which is a nice look. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's probably what she was doing yeah. by then. I'm on something called Valium, Roy. Nice <laughs> Dr. Smith gave it to me when I told him about my nerves <laughs> and what you've done no, to just, them. And now I, I feel, feel like great. I'm gliding all the time now, Roy. I'm neither happy nor sad. I just am, Roy. Fucking hell. I, 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 sometimes I just don't feel like speaking at all and I, I don't speak for the whole day. Right, I see. Okay. <laughs> well, it doesn't sound that bad to be honest. No, I can, I can cope with that. All I can right. work with it. Good. Continue. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he said, "Maybe I ought to pick Young Richards and make everybody happy, fans, directors." But then Penny, you know, she does have opinions. She says, "That's something you'll never do, Roy. Take the easy way out, you fucking asshole." <laughs> The trouble is, young Rob has a habit of scoring goals like those two in the last game. They were gifts, Penny, he says. <laughs> Are you turning against me as well? Fucking tappings. Fucking plate. Absolute yeah. fucking tappings. You could have fucking scored them. <laughs> Wearing fucking your fucking heels. There, I could have scored them. <laughs> like I say, Melchester are in the bottom half of the league because the other forwards aren't scoring. Thanks to Richards and self- thanks to Richard's selfishness, maybe the lad doesn't even realise he's doing it. But if he's a true professional, he should be prepared to go back and learn his trade in the reserves and youth team for a few weeks. Whoa, fuck me! 
Wow. So uh, that's uh, another uh, gentle romantic dinner gone to shit because Penny's dead to question him. The following Friday, as the first editions of the Melchester Evening Post came on sale, uh, uh, the, 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 the team lineup for tomorrow's cup match has been announced in the newspaper. <laughs> <laughs> Which I guess was that the, the kind of thing they Weird. did back then? Yeah, right was, on the back it? page. This secrecy about lineups, right? You get it a lot, mm. and like even in the week, I saw um, Gareth Southgate being interviewed, and it's so tedious. Will Phil Foden play? Will he play? And I'm sat there thinking, who gives Riddle a me fuck? This. Who gives a fuck whether he <laughs> plays or not? You know what? The British media never, ever got over Michael Owen at France 98, right? Which was, <laughs> which was genuinely Roy the Rovers. He's turned yeah. up. He's 17, I think, right? And he's come off the bench and scored in one game. And in the next game, they started him. And against one of the best teams in the world, he's just absolutely fucking destroyed them, right? With one yeah. of the great World Cup goals. That is stuff. That's the stuff that dreams are made of, not just for the player, but for everyone watching. And that did something dangerous to every football fan and especially the football media, right? Because at every tournament since, there has been an obsession with having some magician who is going to just fucking do something that is totally unrealistic, right? Yeah. And like, Michael Owen was Michael Owen. Then at the la- at the Euros, it was Jack Grealish. Why isn't Jack Grealish playing? Why don't you play Jack Grealish? Yeah. Jack Greenish is the best player in the world, right? Jack Greenish is just he does simply... tricks and everything. He's just simply a good player, right? He's not... Yeah. And you feel like saying to him, lads, like, settle down. Michael Owen was a long time ago. It happened. It will probably never happen again, <laughs> right? That's just what... Football's not like that. It was an anomaly. This time, they've forgotten about Greenish. They're like, put Phil Foden on. He'll fix everything. He's the greatest player in the world. He'll triple round every single player of the opposition and then he'll roll it into the net with his head and we'll all go crazy and throw our beers in the air. It's like, lads, it doesn't fucking matter. They're all like pretty good players. He's pretty good, but he's not going to do that thing that you want him to do. Stop fucking going on about it. You can go back to the it's- World Cup before that, it would have been someone else. I can't even remember. Uh, you know who it was? I remember in 2016, they were all going, oh, Rashford. Rashford is the new superstar. He's a world star. Get Rashford on, right? And then, like, they just move on. There's a new one every time that they believe it's, is going to do what Michael Owen did. It's, it's, it's all football. It's the cult of the substitute. Yeah. It's the yeah. cult, it's the cult yeah. of, like, the, the unseen player. Plus their imagination, plus their their yearning for fucking victory. Plus they've and all grown like up fucking the reading. Bench. They've read Roy yeah. the Rovers when they were kids. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's it. Yeah, he'll come off the bench. He'll change the game. And he'll score a hat trick. Yeah, and these are adults. I mean, you <clears> see these. I've got to say, every single English pundit is moronic, right? There's some good and ones. That you know, there's there's decent pundits who are entertaining. They're all not English because it's like Roy Keane, Graham Souness is mad. <laughs> yeah. It's like the, yeah. the Celtic ones are just fucking entertainingly mental. The English ones take themselves and everything hugely seriously, like so pompous, mm. right? Right, he's all right, actually. Right, he's okay. But that, like fucking Rio and Shiro, you're just like, lads, fucking chill out. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. It's only a fucking yeah. child's game. 
Do you know what I mean? But they're all like, they're just as excited as like the kids. You know, it's sort of mm-hmm. shit I'd expect my son like, oh, they've got to bring Phil Foden on. And that's what all the fucking players in the studio are saying. They should know better. Football's complicated. It's not going to, there's not going to be a player who you bring on who just changes yeah. everything. If there was, Gareth Southgate is not so fucking stupid and blinkered to not play him. Do you know what I mean? Exactly, yeah, yeah. He'd come off the bench, he didn't win the match. It was like recently I saw there was a manager and the fans were complaining that he didn't leave a player up whenever he was defending a corner. Yeah. He didn't leave a player on the halfway line. Yeah. Uh, he brought everyone back to defend the corners. And he said, yeah, how many times have you seen a goal scored from a breakaway from a corner? Mm. It never, <laughs> it never <laughs> happens. So, like, well, so there you go, so why do it? <laughs> bring all the, all the players back and they can all defend. Yeah. So, yeah, no. But players, fans are always like, oh, he's doing it wrong. He's not doing it the way we think he should be doing I it. Know. Oh. I know. They're all, all fans are too obsessed with like, Thinking that they know about it. I don't know fuck all about football. I've watched it my whole life. I don't know how it works. I couldn't manage a team. Do you know what I mean? Football is a vehicle for mostly men to go and just fucking let out all their frustrations from other aspects of their life. And in that way, it's dangerous. And when I was young, I used to think, oh, it's really good. When when that occurred to me, not when I was a kid, I wouldn't have known that. And then I get older and I think, oh, it's really good because it's my outlet and it's an outlet for all of us. But it's like, it's not a particularly healthy outlet. You're not, not processing all, no. anything. What you do no. is you get to like, when I was in my sort of teens and 20s, I used to fucking just shout pure, unadulterated, like profanity and nonsense and very often hatred aimed at the opposition, right? Yeah. For two hours, whilst really heavily intoxicated. Mm. And then say that was like good for me because it let me Gritty get all out. my frustrations out like it was primal screen therapy or something. It just made me <laughs> fucking madder. Yeah. It's not good. That's why I got a snooker now. Yeah. Anyway, uh so yeah, they've got the newspaper. Brinsden and his pals have gone down to buy the newspaper together. <laughs> so they can look at the look at the newspaper Come and on, the team for the We're next gonna day. go and get a paper. <laughs> Knock, what? knock, We're knock, read? knock. Oh, no. Hello. I think going to read. Is Stephen... I think he's in his bedroom. Oh, could you tell him that it's Trevor from the football? I'm going up the news agents and get a paper. Does he want to come with me? I think he's watching We're one of his... read it together. I think he's watching one of his programmes. I think one of his programmes is on. Ah, oh, well, can you ask him anyway? Steve, there's someone... What do you want, Steve. Mum? There's one of your friends at the door. What one, Trevor? <laughs> oh, <laughs> I'm coming. <laughs> uh, tell him I'm just putting my shoes on. Stop talking to Put him anyway. You're probably embarrassing me. Would you like to come in, Trevor? I've just made some tea. Would you like to come in? You can have a biscuit if you want. Uh, no, thank you, Mrs. Uh, I mean, Steve's <laughs> mum. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm all right, lager, thanks. have you? <laughs> then Steve comes out Mum Of course he doesn't want a cup of tea Do you know what that is? That's That's fucking Trevor That's Trevor the biggest cunt In the whole of Melchester Don't I swear in my house What's your language? Young man Sorry mum <laughs> Anyway I'm going out to the news agents With Trevor Brinkton <laughs> Sorry about my mum She's a right Wally <laughs> no, that's all right, nah, Steve. My mum's a bit of a knob and all. Yeah, <laughs> I've got nothing against your old dear. <laughs> so they're at the news agents. 
And Brinson's like, it's do- he's doing a big reveal. He says, now we'll find out if Mr. Race has come to his senses. <laughs> he's a fucking gangster <laughs> or something. Fucking weirdo. These lads need to get a job. I mean, I'm sorry to sound <laughs> sorry about it, well, but I think they like need form. fucking employment. This is when yeah, Robert Tebbit's talking about getting on your bike. Especially for young people. I'm starting yeah. to fucking see where Tebbit was coming from, mate. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Uh, so Warhawk says let's see if he's picked Rob Richards for the cup match and then we see the back page of the paper and the headline is Richards out no place for Rovers super kid Uh, no Rob isn't even in the squad (laughs) that does it we're really going to put the pressure on Roy Race there (laughs) (laughs) and there's the cup match team Carter Baxter Mackay Guthrie, Naylor, Slade, Gray, Jones, Richie, Race, Wallace, Sub, Logan. So uh, uh, further on in the uh, publication, final page. Um, it was still raining. <laughs> oh, fuck. As Brinson and his pals queued for admission to Port Dean Stadium on Saturday. Oh, it's an away game. Extra chance of uh, a bit of activity. Mm, uh, they're there. They've got a new banner which is on the end of a stick. Uh, it says, race must go. Race just come back. Now race must go again. It's probably one they had in storage from a few months ago. Well, they tried to drive them out last time. Race out, race out. Uh, Port Dean fans says, Melchester fans demanding Roy Race's resignation. That isn't a very good start for Melchester. <laughs> Fucking cunts. Uh, and the match begins still lashing down with rain by contrast Port Dean made a brilliant start uh, the pitch is cutting up already but Dean's usual power play is just right for these conditions oh Port Dean have got a power play Sam I don't Ooh. know what that is uh, uh, long through ball it says in the next so there must be like lower league kind of uh, kick and rush team especially long in that condition and the pitches being what they were as well you can see as yeah. they run, there's a lot of mud kicking up from their boots. It is. Yeah. Uh, that's the stuff, Port Dean. Uh, Chris Vallard's away. Oh, Chris Vallard. Oh. Uh, Roy chased back to help out his defence. <laughs> High ball comes in and he's going to challenge for it. Uh, good cross, he thinks. Yeah. I'll have to give away. <laughs> yeah, not bad. Yeah, well, <laughs> very impressive, but I will deal with it. I'll have to give away a corner, he thinks. Oh, well. But then he slips in the mud. Ah, I've slipped. Fuck, <laughs> I race has slipped. This is not the race way. <laughs> race has slipped. These fucking, someone's tampered with my boots. He, uh, he slips, his hand, right hand comes up. Ball, it's it. Handball! Shouts handball, uh, Port Dean player. That's not allowed he's, in the rules. And he's got both his arms outstretched as he gleefully shouts, Handball! <laughs> Yahoo! Uh, yeah. <laughs> oh, <laughs> had no alternative. He's given away a fucking pen. I can't believe he's it. He's given it. Penalty to Port Dean. Uh... Oh, man. And then we see a close-up on Brinston's gang. And one of them says, Go! Port Dean are going to take the lead with a penalty given away by Race. But Brinston looks fucking delighted. Look at the fucking glee on his face. He says, Baby, it's just as well. If Rovers get knocked out of the cup, Race will get the blame. 
He might even get the sack. Oh, and then what, Brinston? What happens yeah, no then? What, Give you get Blackie again. Blackie again. You'll just be in, in the same relegation. fucking mood. This is just like nothing will ever... You're, you and Roy are actually like peas in a pod. Nothing will ever yeah. satisfy either of you. Yeah, that's it. Next week, Rovers get a stirring half-time lecture from Roy. Um, and do you have marks out of 10 for that? I will give that... Oh, it was very eventful, that. I'm going to give it a nine. Yeah, I'll give it a nine as well. Yeah. yeah. Nine and a half, actually. Yeah, it had a half. lot in it. It had a lot. It had protests. It had, I like mm. it when it's a mix of off-the-pitch and on-the-pitch drama. Yeah, definitely. Uh, so there we are. Whoa, 42 minutes. How about that? Um, that's it from this one. We'll be back with more uh, the stirring halftime lecture from Roy and much, much more next time. Thank you very much and goodbye. Goodbye. Small details are big surfaces. Tight corners are odd shapes. Flat, rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rust-Oleum.